Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside. And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV. I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market. Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes. So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm in a Christmas mood. I'm in the mood for a movie. I'm in a great mood. How are you? I, you know, we are entering the Christmas season. Oh, we are in. I mean, you know, this is a hot debate. When the Christmas season starts, you know, you go to Home Depot's a good measurement or Lowe's, you know, the home <laughs> goods store because the Halloween stuff is usually there. You see like a ghost next to Santa for this weird time span, you know. But anyway, we're firmly in the Christmas season. I can we agree are. that. Yeah. Uh, do you know what we're watching tonight? I don't know. Do you suspect it might be a Christmas movie? Um, I guess that is my suspicion. Okay. Yep. Did we recently get it from the library? We did. We did. Okay. So I have to tell you that the librarian. Oh no, not again. (laughs) No, 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 no. They're so good about helping me to check out your DVDs without Uh looking at them. Right. Uh They know the game now. Sure. Um, and this time that's hilarious by the way that they know but know. yes they're like oh it's you mm-hmm. um but this time i was warned and that this is the movie mm-hmm. that i need a box of tissues because i'm going to be crying <laughs> <laughs> so is that this movie uh I, I never confirm or deny like i can't i'm sorry i still need to try and you ask. need to go in pure <laughs> and innocent a fresh babe into the realm of this movie. That is me. That a is fresh you, babe. a fresh babe. <laughs> Yo, you're a total fresh babe. Yeah. Um, okay. So tonight's movie. Yes. Is mm-hmm. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Ooh! Have you I heard don't know of, what that is. I was going to say, have you ever heard of this film? <laughs> I'm so excited. I love Die Hard. Mm-hmm. I was craving Die Hard today, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Who isn't? I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but so is it, it's not the second one. No, you've seen the second I one. I have. Yeah. And you've seen I'm just the first. testing you to yeah. see if you forgot that I saw the second no, one. No, no. I know you've seen the is first one the and the second one? one. This is, if, if you Google Die Hard 3, mm-hmm. it will return Die Hard with the Vengeance. <gasps> so either there's a conspiracy or it's the third one. Yeah. I'm so happy. Mm. I'm so happy. This is like, this is like the best Christmas present. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know how much you love Die Hard. So. I really. <laughs> I uh, I'm not. Do you know anything about the plot at all? I'm just going to assume. Okay. That it's about Bruce Willis. I hope. I hope. I hope he's still in it. Okay. Um, in a situation where he could die and he has to stay alive. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. Hence the name. Do you know what else I was craving today? What were you craving? Alan Rickman's voice. <laughs> I wanted to hear his voice. <laughs> that's a natural That's a natural craving as well. Around Christmas, right? The Christmas tree is up. You've had some hot cocoa and you're like, I yes. could just really love, I would love to listen to him talk Shoot right now and threat, glass. make threats. Yes, I would. What are you doing <laughs> cooking over there? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. So you don't know. You know, it has Bruce Willis. You think he's going to be in a situation of peril. Yep. Any other details or guesses you want to make about the plot? Maybe Carl Winslow. (laughs) Carl Winslow. (laughs) You know, I'm sure he has a real name. Yeah. No, yeah. The worst part is, is you said Carl Winslow and the full house theme like popped in my head because (laughs) (laughs) I know is this is the Thursday lineup or whatever it was. TJ Friday. It was Friday. (laughs) 
TGI Thursday. Oh my goodness. TGI Friday. Sorry. Okay. Family Matters was with Full House. That's why both of those songs are just intrinsically entwined in my mind. Totally. So we hope we have Carl Winslow in there. We do. We hope. We hope. Okay. Anything else? Um, it's gotta have a cool location. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I mean the first time was in a a skyscraper. Yeah. The second time was an airport. An airport, yep. Mm -hmm. Um Thank goodness I got that right. <laughs> that was really, I was that worried was for shaky. you. I was really worried for you. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Um, the pyramids. The pyramids. Or. New um, York cop in the, the pyramids of Giza. Okay. <laughs> the Louvre. Okay. Or. Why is everybody know, called the Louvre? I don't get it. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Okay. That'd be cool. Okay. The I don't know. Do you remember where John McClane is a, is a cop originally? Oh, he's in California. Well, he was originally from New York, yeah. and then he okay. went to California. I'll see how many details you remembered. Okay. Forgot his name was John McLean. Oh, I should have asked. Okay. <laughs> okay. We should just go watch it. No, I want to know what you're worried about. Like, I already know what oh. you're excited about. Well, what are you excited about in watching this? Week? Everything. Okay. 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 Everything. All right. What am I worried about? Yeah. Is there anything you're like- I have no cares in the world. Wow. Okay. I'm about to go into the diehard world. I have- <laughs> I have no no worries. All right, give me a poster okay. and a text. Okay, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. I will say. Okay, we have what? What okay. are you worried about? It, when when you keep making sequels, mm. the the chance is that they're weak. That's true. A weakwell. A weakwell. <laughs> it could be a weakwell. I'm worried about a weakwell. <laughs> Fast and Furious so. 18 or whatever they're on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, th- that would be my only concern. All right. I think uh, there might be a few things you'll enjoy about this one. Sweet. Give me a poster and a tagline, and then we can go check it out. With a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see, because isn't avenging like when you <laughs> you give me a look like... I, I could just nerd out about the Avengers and, and stuff like that. That's why I said isn't avenging. Anyway, go ahead. When you, like, on the beh- behalf of someone else, you you get revenge. Isn't that what avenge means? Um, I mean, it could be. Yeah. For you. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of payback for something that happened uh-huh. to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. What? This is the, what? This is the, the poster. Okay. Um, this is all, it's all about Argyle. Argyle? Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. It's his backstory. Okay. And uh-huh. John McClane is going to like help him. Help Argyle. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So there's like a picture of John McClane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the limo and Argyle's behind the wheel. Okay. And. <laughs> Okay. And John McClane is somehow avenging, doing something to help him. And the tagline is, um, hmm, I don't know. Die Um, hard with a vengeance. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Let's go check it out. Okay. Yeah. Mastermind of terror. I want to play a game with Lieutenant McLean. What kind of game? Simon says. The path to revenge leads straight to John McLean. If we don't do what this guy says, he's going to blow up another public. Well, why me? What does he got to do with me? I have no idea. He just said it had to be you. It's nice to be needed. 
Simon says get to the payphone in Wall Street Station by 10.20 or the number three train and its passengers vaporize. I'm not jumping through hoops for some psycho. That's a white man with white problems. You deal with it. Where the hell are you going, McLean? I know what I'm doing. This guy wants to pound on you till you crumble. Are you aiming for these people? No. Well, maybe that mine. He wants you to dance to his tune and then kill you. Oh, dear. You don't like me because I'm white. I don't like you because you're going to get me killed. On May 19th. This is a bad idea. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a New York police officer. I'm going to ask you to calmly and quietly start moving towards the other end of the car. When the theater goes dark. Trust me, guys. Duck. The roof blows off. God, they're setting off bombs. And for some reason, he's very angry with me. <laughs> this, as they say, is where the plot thickens. They knocked over the Federal Reserve. Bruce Willis, Jeremy Irons, Samuel L. Jackson. Congratulations, you're still alive. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... In a John McTiernan film, Die Hard. With a vengeance. John McClain, NYPD. Are you all right? Yes. Laundry day. Yippee Kaye, it's Christmas time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Yeah, that delivered. It was solid. It was I, not a weak wall. It is not a weak wall, that's true. <laughs> um, or a squeak wall. It might be a squeak wall. But there's no mice in it. Although it does take place in New York, which has rats. So it could be a squeakle. I kept thinking with every explosion in New York and when they were driving through yes. Central Park, yes. all the rats that they ran there were over. so many rats when we were there. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Does no one else see them? Does no one else see them? Okay. Yeah. So The movie. Yeah, the movie. I, of course, love to watch Die Hard, as we mentioned. And I'm, I was just super stoked to show this to you. I realized, though, as I was watching this one and I saw the DVD menu. Yes, the DVD menu. A huge theme in this one is like the subway and Mm -hmm. trains. Mm -hmm. We just recently watched a Thanksgiving movie, which is like the holiday season, you know, called Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Mm -hmm. And now Die Hard 1, there's a very prominent automobile in that movie, the limousine. And Die Hard 2 there it's very prominently airplanes because it literally takes place at an airport and in die hard three there is a subway train motif so you have planes trains and automobiles in the die hard trilogy what a neat little package wow (laughs) all wrapped up now i'm just picturing john candy like following john mcclain around like his character (laughs) in trains planes and automobiles it would be delightful yes please Mm. a movie mashup like that would be really fun that would be wonderful so do you want to give us a quick summary of this one? Yeah. So, um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, I wanted to see how your <laughs> expectations matched up uh, with the movie poster. So, I'm about to show you the actual movie poster. I already know I was so off. There's yeah. no Argyle. You thought it was Argyle and a, doing a what now? I don't know. Yeah. Something yeah. to do with Argyle. Yes. I just wanted to show off that I remembered okay. his here, character name, basically. Here you go. Here's the movie poster. Whoa. Okay. So, it's. <laughs> 
so beautiful. It's like the backdrop is New York City skyline, and then mm-hmm. Bruce Willis is in the foreground, and there's like flames behind flames. him. Flames, and he looks <laughs> he's like beat up, yeah, grizzled. Um, some. He's also some wearing scars, his his uh, his badge. undershirt as well, like yeah. his classic white undershirt that he wears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's a muscle right in front. Of course, there is. Think, wait, what's the oh. tagline? Think fast, look alive, die hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not meant to come up with taglines. Whoever did that one, hands, I, hats off to you. I, I mean, you couldn't even come up with one this time. No, so, yeah, <laughs> the title kind of gave it away. All right. So, quick summary. Okay. Um. So. There's a new bad guy who... Um, There's a new <laughs> bad guy in town. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know where to start. That's just there so is. Wonderful. There's a new bad guy. Um, And he is... He wants John McClane. And he wants him to do things. He plays a game of Simon Says. And yeah. he wants him to do things. Otherwise, he's going to blow up mm-hmm. um, schools. He's like a bomb. He will blow up New York and schools. He'll blow the things up. He blows them all up. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Um, and so we think that it's all about a vengeance, mm-hmm. which I was right about that part. Oh. Because, you know, he's the brother of, is it Hans Gruber? The first bad guy yeah. in the first Die Hard movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but really, what's really going on, ooh, twist, is that he's- What a twist. He's actually- Runs in the family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's diverting everyone's attention. So that he can rob um, a whole bunch of gold bars from, was it Wall Street? Yes. Yeah. Well, no, it's the Federal Reserve. Okay. And all the nations around the world have like their yeah. money like stored there. And, yeah. Right. There's Something this, like that. There's yeah. this cool underground bank vault. Yeah. Where yeah. there's just stacks of gold bars behind reserve, yeah. iron bars and like all of these different yeah. like alcoves or whatever. Yep. So um, Bruce, you know, he's he's like, first he has to do all these like jumping through hoops, solving puzzles thing mm-hmm. to keep him from setting bombs off. Mm-hmm. But as he's doing that, he realizes what's really going on. Sure does. Cause and he's he, a detective. Yeah. And he's smart. He's smart. He's observant. Mm-hmm. So he realizes. And so he like goes after the bad guys and the whole time from the very beginning, his first challenge was like crazy. He had to stand in Harlem on the sidewalk oh, yeah. with this like sandwich board on him yes. that said something really offensive. Um, to African-Americans, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the other amazing character in this movie, mm-hmm. surprise, Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson. Wow. He, I like, liked your response when you saw him. I think you started literally cheering when you first <laughs> saw him come on screen. It's uh, great. Yeah. So he actually, he like runs across the street to like protect Bruce Willis or try to get him to like stop doing what he's doing. And... Um, he says, you're going to have a very bad day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, so because like the new Gruber brother, what's his name? I'm just going to call him the new Groob. The new Groob? No, he's Simon, which, yeah, Simon says. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. So Simon sees that. And so he makes them like do the all the mm-hmm. like tricky tricks together. They got to be the teammates. Puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the puzzles that they solved, there was one that they did that I, I don't even know. The water one? Is I that what you're talking about? Yeah, that was based on the writer. Mm-hmm. It was like an, a part of an exam that he took in real life that wow. he couldn't figure out. Yeah. And what was it? They had to, it was in Central Park. You had a three gallon uh, container and a five, five gallon. gallon container. And you had to put exactly four, four gallons, gallons on the scale or else the bomb would go off. Yeah. And so they ended up doing it. But when you when we were watching it, we were like, 
Yeah. That, whatever they just did did not make sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like the way you solve that one is you just like shout nonsense and then put water into the thing and then put it on <laughs> and, the scale. Oh, and cross your fine. fingers. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much it. So then at the end, you know, Sam, Samuel Jackson and um, Bruce Willis go after the bad guys and they've like by that time become a team. They do. Unwillingly, begrudgingly, yeah. but it's great. I love a curmudgeon Sam Jackson yeah. in the movie. Oh, yeah. And he was very curmudgeon in this one. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was really good. And so young. Oh, my gosh. I think they're both in their late 40s in that movie, actually, <laughs> which is the funny part. Like, they do look very young compared to now. So, yeah, it's just, it's kind of funny. Time, yeah. Time comes for us all. This was a 90s movie, by the way, which we took a little, uh, took a little trip out but it still almost felt like an 80s movie yeah in the very beginning um when they're in the police station yeah and um the and simon the bad guy calls yes like they uh, there's like the scene where they make sure you see that everyone's quietly picking up a phone Mm -hmm. right and they're all listening Mm -hmm. in and i i took notes during the movie by the way Ooh, look at you i took actual notes wow and I noted that because I was like, you can't do that anymore. Did you note that you took notes? No. Okay. Just I am it. noting that now. Okay. Got it. You um, can't do that anymore. That's true. Yeah. Like all the cops like kind of pick up a line mm-hmm. and you kind of hear the click and yeah. you have to be quiet and they're all listening. And yeah. It was great. Uh, I think the reason this felt like an 80s movie is because it's 1995, mm-hmm. which is before like everything started to explode with the internet. You yeah. Know? So it still felt like the 80s because of that, like the fashion started to change, to change a bit. But otherwise, you know, DVDs weren't really a thing. Um, you know, you still had records and cassettes and VHSs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the Internet was just this weird nerdy thing that very, very, very few people would even interface with or access. You know what hadn't changed? What hadn't changed? Um, Bruce Willis's insults. <laughs> he does this one where he's like i think he's on the phone with simon and he's talking mm-hmm. about flowers yeah yeah and he says something like he likes pansies <laughs> yeah it's like a great classic uh, cop insult oh speaking of pansies um, oh yeah one part of the movie made you actually start to tear up you want to talk about that okay so first of all the librarian who said i was gonna cry she must be referencing another movie yeah maybe i don't know but actually it did make me cry i don't know what i don't understand what happened to me what what was the part that triggered you tears okay so i didn't understand it by the way that it was happening it was crazy (laughs) i'm gonna try to do my best do it so sam and bruce willis they're kind of like arguing again Mm -hmm. and Bruce Willis is like, well, I was just working off a big fat suspension because mm-hmm. he was called in from a suspension yeah. because Simon asked for him specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes in like drunk and sweaty. and In his defense, he has a hangover. He's okay. not actively drunk. Okay. Uh, things aren't going great with the wife and kids. Yeah. They ask about Holly and he's like, don't ask about her. Yeah, don't talk about her. <laughs> so anyway, he's like, oh, you think I've got it so great. I was just working off a big fat suspension smoking cigarettes and watching captain kangaroo yes and when he said that i it put tears in my eyes Mm -hmm. i had this emotional reaction because it was calling out about pulp fiction Mm -hmm. and so pulp fiction came first that was my first question like wait who's referencing who here yeah yeah i think you thought that it was like pulp fiction came after this and that pulp fiction like quentin tarantino maybe noticed the line or something and And then played that song yeah because bruce willis is listening to that Mm. song i love that song yeah in that movie yeah yeah and he's listening to it when he just before he hits 
mm-hmm. he runs into Ving Rhames mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. hits him with his car. Yeah. Um, so it, this is why it made me cry. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think I can explain it. I, I was one of the people like Pulp Fiction was like. Cultural phenomena. Yes. Won it, the Oscar. Yeah. Well, no, but it like, it was like, whoa. Oh yeah. For, for someone at that, when we watched it at that age and time in our lives, when you see something that's new and creative and weird, mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, there's new and creative and weird people out there just like me. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of own it and claim it. And it's like, oh my gosh, it just resonates with you and you feel seen. Yeah. It's weird, but you feel like I found my people and one of them is everyone in this movie. And so yeah. when, <laughs> does this make sense? It makes total so, sense. Absolutely. When I saw that, it was like, it was like a bit of a reunion because it's Bruce Willis and Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. Yeah. And it was like, just brought to mind that time period. And so I literally cried. It was just emotional. Just came out of nowhere too. Like out of left field. To be clear, Pulp Fiction came first. Yeah. And then this had to have been written in as like a tie-in because they were both in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And funnily enough, the Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis had worked together on two previous films, but they'd never shared a scene together. Yeah. So this is like the first time they were sharing a scene together. I don't know if it was that scene in particular, but in this movie, I thought that was really neat. (sighs) I just, it's funny to me, movies can do that. Uh, They they have that uh, audio and like listening to songs does that a lot too. Mm -hmm. And usually quicker because they're shorter. But like, yeah. Yeah. And another thing was like the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. was like just part of, it's part of my heart language. I played that one a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Movies can do that to you. They do. They get you. But it's very rare that they take you out of left field like that. That was quite something to see. I was so confused and it makes complete sense now. Why are you crying? This is die Why are you crying? Like he's literally like complaining about a hangover. Man up. We have to save New York. It's time to man up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what were your favorite parts of the movie? Like you're a diehard fan, right? Like you're a diehard, diehard fan. I am. I am. Um, I... I liked the Simon Says aspect of it. I like, yeah, like that um, time is running and they have to run from one place to another and they mm-hmm. have to get there. Um, I loved it when he jumped on top of a moving Train. Um, subway. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like found found the bomb. I like all of that like problem solving, mm-hmm. quick in the moment stuff. Um, I like when he drove through Central Park. Yes, and I just kept thinking, I'm such a I would have been a really good continuity person on the film. (laughs) But like thinking about the logistics of the cleanup afterwards from that scene, like just how it was tearing up the ground. It like hurts me inside. Like sometimes I get triggered into like, oh man, the, like that scene where there's all the confetti, it's going to take forever to clean that up. Like I get that way sometimes. (laughs) The the park scene was totally like that. I really like how they unveiled who the bad guy was mm. because you first heard his voice mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that sounds just like Hans. What's going on here? Wait, but yeah. didn't he die? Like, and then my mind was like, no, he did die. So what's going on? Um, Goes to Christmas past. <laughs> maybe. Did they know what was going to become die? a Christmas movie? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked that reveal mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Any other parts? You particularly liked? Um, oh gosh, like the showing because they had the special bomb that they were using that like oh, combined yeah. these two liquids. Yeah. And so um 
to, to demonstrate 90s. how, yes. yes, yeah, to demonstrate the severity of the bomb. You know, you're in the police office and mm-hmm. the, the nerdy mm-hmm. um, scientist guy is like, well, this is what happens. And then he shows like on the, you know, bit of a pen. He and takes he like a paper it. clip or something. And yeah, just a little drip. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. I love that. I love how the '90s. There was this blossoming time, right? The internet <laughs> was starting to blossom. You know, it had existed for a bit, but literally no one knew about it. And it was government and all that. But anyway, it was like becoming this new thing. Like the surge of the information age was starting to like really take root culturally, and you have things like laser discs because it's not <laughs> cool enough to like do analog anymore. You go lasers, and then um, so it's same with the internet. And now, like, with the bomb, they even did it with the bomb. They're like, TNT and gunpowder is no longer enough. We need to have strange, mysterious liquids that mix together and do these ginormous explosions. Yeah, but shout out to people who collect laser discs because that's that's very cool. Laser discs are very cool (laughs) and hip. Um, The bad guy, Simon, we were like, how is he memorizing all of these poems? Because he... (laughs) He would give them the... Not the actor, for the record. Like, we're literally wondering how the character... His yeah. multitasking skills are phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So while he's in the middle of robbing a bank and things are, like, bulldozing behind him, mm-hmm. he's reciting from memory yeah. um, these little nursery rhymes that he wrote to tell, to taunt and tease and, like, give the next challenge yeah, the to clues. the police. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, that was a little... <laughs> That was the most unrealistic part of the movie. Indeed. Indeed. I need all that written down. I mean. If, and a schedule. Is yeah. that just what life was like in, before, like, smartphones? You actually could remember things? He just used his brain. He just used his brain? Oh, my gosh. So, speaking of him. He used his smart smart instead of his smartphone. <laughs> speaking of him. Do you know. Okay. So, Jeremy you, Irons. Yes. He was the voice of Scar. Yes. Oh. Shining new era. <laughs> Is tiptoeing nearer. nearer. Yes. Um, but I just remember, I realized looking him up, like what I really know him from. Yeah. What is it? He was in The Watchmen. The Watchmen. The movie or the TV show? Uh, the TV show, wasn't he? Scrambling oh, to no, remember. Oh, no, I think. <laughs> uh, well, there's a movie and a TV show and a graphic novel. So. Well, he was not in the graphic novel. He may have been. Comic <laughs> artists are nerds like that. But anyway. But don't you remember him? Wasn't it the... Gra- I thought it was the TV show that he was well, in. Well, I think the TV show is what you're you're most hyped about. I don't remember his character. Was he the super old guy in that one? Because there was like one crazy old guy. No, I thought he was the guy who like lived by himself. Oh, yeah, he was. Super far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and was the, the Greek god type dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of arrogant mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. yeah, that's him. That's where... That's I forgot where about that. Yeah, I forgot he was in that, yeah. I know him from a plethora of movies, including 80s films, so I won't mention them because you may or may not see more of him on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what else? What was the most egregious hairdo in this movie? Because I have <clears throat> one. Oh, wow. Um, when you mentioned that it's like an 80s film, but it's not an 80s film, mm-hmm. it, the, the, the fashion and the hairdos are really tame compared to like 80s. True. It's um, like they're coming down off of the 80s high into like, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Everything's relaxing, including hair follicles. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't have a hairstyle that bothered me. What bothered Every you? Every single scene that she was in, Colleen Camp, she was the detective or one of the detectives hanging out. She had a perm that was like, <laughs> it looked like her head was in a giant like uh, motorcycle helmet. It was just so <laughs> fluffy and 
it just I just I couldn't help but look at it no matter what was going on in the film. <laughs> I was like, did they ask her to get that? Was that just like she just happened to have a perm? Like, what was the choice with that hair? Because it's very specific. That's a very like working woman hair. Okay. I think. Oh, look at you, costume department, hair and makeup. <laughs> it also is my grandma's hair. Oh, well, there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> Set it and you're done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So was there anything you particularly didn't find enjoyable about this film? Um, yeah. Are there any buyer be- are there any buyer warnings, I guess, you know, no. someone's going to watch it. Is there anything you're like, yeah, it's, be prepared for X, Y, Z or don't it, do this. No, it's totally solid. I would mm-hmm. say don't get sleepy at the end because <laughs> it's a long, it's a long ending okay. and there's a few more twists, you know, right at the end. So right, right. yeah, you don't want to miss those. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to be kind and not quiz you on what they are. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And you know, whenever you're in doubt, most of the time, if someone else t- asks you, how does the movie end? You could just say it with the credits and be accurate, like 99.9% of the time. It's the credits. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. Well, any movie in Star Wars on, you know, because they used to do credits before before the movie okay. back in the day. Okay. Anyway, um, what messages do you think were in this film, if any, <laughs> Melissa? Um, this is what I take from this film. I look at Bruce Willis, John McClane's character, and he's mm-hmm. he he sacrifices the most, right? Mm-hmm. He like he does crazy things. He jumps. He you know in Die Hard, the first one, he's running around barefoot. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that's to save his kids. But this one, you know, his kids and wife aren't in it. It's not. I guess I would warn people that there's no Christmas in this one. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We've already talked about the tie-ins, but keep going. Okay, it does happen in like July. Um, Christmas in July. Wait, before I answer this question, I just mm-hmm. remembered another thing I really like. Please. When Sam Samuel Jackson, like, mm-hmm. he gets a gold bar. Oh, yeah. And he puts it in the back of their mm. car and he's like, yeah. just, I'll just try. And Bruce Willis is like, they're not going to let you keep that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. Um, I guess they let him, like, carry, like, hold a real gold bar to see what it actually felt like. Oh, wow. Okay. So his acting with the weight, like, mm-hmm. that gives you an idea of, like, the real weight of it. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's really neat. I want to hold a real gold bar. Don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember if I have. I don't think I have. But I have a weird past. So it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if I'd done it and then I forgot about it. Wow. Okay. Let's go with that. Okay. I'm so, very mysterious. Keep going, though. Back to messages. Bruce Willis is sacrificial. He, yeah, but it's because he has nothing to lose. Hmm. He's like, yeah. he's like at the end. I mean, he's things are not going well for him. Yeah, and I think he like we saw a behind the scenes thing where he Bruce says that he plays the character, um, <laughs> like that he's he doesn't want to do what he's doing. He doesn't want to be doing what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, which in a weird way reminds me of some of my family members. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be here today. That's a clerk's quote. That's a good one. So anyway, I don't know. There's something about um, sacrificing mm-hmm. and that the the least of these can can do that because mm. there there's something about like he has nothing left, but he so he'll go he'll do crazy things to save right. the day. Right. That's not a message. It's just an observation, I guess. Okay. What about you? Uh, the message for this film was probably... Don't try to out McLean, John McLean. Because this is the third time that bad guys are going to be bad guys and they're going to plot. You know, they try to plot and they do all these twists 
you're trying to M. Night Shyamalan their way into a heist and a payday, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. I mean, if you want like a real message, it's probably like, um, you know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Oh, there you go. That's, That's a great nice. one for a lot of aspects of this film. Mm-hmm. The whole Simon character and his motivations and intentions, Bruce Willis and his interactions with Zeus <clears throat> and Zeus, you know, pretty much doesn't like white people like that's kind of his whole deal and they kind of you see them kind of grow to trust each other throughout the film and yeah don't do a book by its cover you know i'm glad you said his his name and his character name zeus i'd forgotten that but i love that his name is zeus that was one of my great choice the line the funniest line i think in the film is when he goes (laughs) bruce willis they're in the cab and bruce willis says so what's your name hey zeus and he goes Hey, Zeus, do I look Puerto Rican to you? <laughs> yeah. It's Zeus. <laughs> There's a lot of line. good dialogue. There's a lot of good dialogue. That's true. And nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, too, I noticed in this one in particular, uh, Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson have very similar hairlines. And they're both very kind of uh, grumpy, like gruff guys for some of the act, the, the acting they do. Mm-hmm. It's just really, it's like a powerhouse of hairlines and attitude when you see this film. <laughs> that would be a great tagline for this film. A powerhouse of hairlines and attitude. <laughs> wow. I could see it. I might call them grunkles. Grunkles? <laughs> Grumpy uncles. Grumpy uncles? Because you can't trust them to be the parents? or. <laughs> Grunkles. Yeah. I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of want to be a grunkle someday. Oh, you can, you can get can there. Can I be there? Yeah. Oh, don't give up. Okay. Another, another message. I won't. Movie. I won't. So if you mm-hmm. were Simon, but your name wasn't Simon, because I feel like the fact that his name was Simon, he chose Simon Says as a convention for his game, right? Right. Okay. So let's pretend you're a terrorist who has this thing. And you're going to put John McClane and Zeus through these games. Yeah. What game would you pick to run them? Like convention would you use? Oh, so like not Simon Says, yeah. but mm-hmm. like another convention? Yeah. That's a good question. I have good questions sometimes. I was going to say that my name could be Simone, which is like <laughs> <laughs> the female version of Simon. Simone Says. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many games to choose from. Lately, our kids have been playing Cat in the cradle oh yeah mm-hmm. um i think that'd be kind of neat so your name would be cat <laughs> oh gosh there we go perfect <laughs> okay yeah maybe that what about you do you have an answer for this i would probably use red light green light oh nice that would be really frustrating to do to someone when they're trying to defuse a bomb yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh yes mm-hmm. yeah hmm. i try i'm diabolical diabolical what about if you made a f- you could do fortune tellers you know those little paper Cootie oh, catchers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You and could. You could have a diabolical. Did you say cootie catcher? What did you say? What did you say? <laughs> cootie catcher. A cootie catcher? Yeah. What? Didn't you call it that when you were? What? Is that, and to be clear, a cootie is that thing you catch from the opposite sex when you're a child. It's like, you get, you get cooties. Like, right, is that what you mean? Right, Boys have cooties. Boys have cooties. I, yeah. I firmly remember girls having cooties, but. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I don't remember that. Pretty sure that's how it worked. This is what it was like in the 80s. <laughs> um, so they're called cootie catchers, though? Well, nowadays they call them fortune tellers. Okay. But that's how I okay. grew. Okay. All right. So, and a fortune teller is when you like write down different things and then you count and then you unfold it, right? Yeah. And you can read what your fortune is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So did you catch the cootie? This is really <laughs> bothering me. Did you catch the cootie because you touched it and someone else had touched it? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. 
Because it did the same thing that a fortune teller does, but we just call them. Do you think the the idea of cootie catchers mentally prepared our generation for the COVID pandemic? (laughs) (laughs) No. No? I don't think it prepared me for the COVID (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) Well, maybe a little. Anyway. Wow. That was, um, because that would be cooties coming back with a vengeance, really, if if that was the long game for cooties. (laughs) Anyway, Die Hard. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed wish, it too. I wish it was more uh, Christmassy, honestly, but I can stretch my way into it. You know what I would do is next time I would include it, I would wrap it up in like a New York thing. I don't know. Like summer in New York or... You mean watch it in yeah, New York? Yeah, like watch it if you were going to oh, go to yeah, New York, yeah. like watch it before you go. Oh, totally. Something like that. Yeah. I totally think it pairs well with the trip to New York, which <laughs> if you've never been, you should go. Yeah. And you should watch this movie. You should watch this movie. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.